Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Welcome in, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. I am Shay Cornette. He is Jordan Cornette. We're filling in for the next two days. We are happy to be doing so. So the last time I was on this show, I said the Browns wouldn't even make the playoffs. Now they're two wins away from a division title, and that's proof I need to apologize. Whoa, proof, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Proof is in the Pennzoil, and it's brought to you by Pennzoil. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear testing using SAE 5W30. Sorry for jumping the gun there that's before right. you got that read off. Okay. By the way, you almost stuck the landing stuttered on Pennzoil. Usually when you nail them, it means it's going to be a good segment. So you didn't quite nail it. Get to so your point. I don't know how the segment's going to go. Get to your point. I'm stunned you're about to apologize to anybody uh, of my time knowing you being married to you being in a relationship with you it's for the most part it's it's been glowing of an experience it's been a glowing experience it's been magical it's been everything i could hope for except you're the worst apologizer in american history so you to offer up an apology to the cleveland browns fans and the organization i'm just gonna sit back and listen to how this one plays out. Because you're not good at I'm apologizing. Not, I'm not. And funny enough, I always demand apologies because I just feel like they make everything better. But I'm not a good apologizer. But here I go. I'm sorry to the Cleveland Browns because earlier on this show, not today, but a couple weeks ago around Thanksgiving, I said the Cleveland Browns might not even make the playoffs because of what was in front of them in their division, in the Ravens and in the Steelers, because they got blown out by these two teams early on. And I said it wasn't about the talent on their roster or the fact that they've won a lot of games against not so great opponents. It's the fact that they just have two monsters in front of them in their division. And and there's no way they can overcome that. And now look where the Cleveland Browns are at. They're a game behind the Steelers at this point earlier in the season. I think we can all agree. The Cleveland Browns weren't who they are now. They lost to the Ravens in week one, 38 to six. They lost to the Steelers 38 to seven. They lost to the Raiders 16 to six. Those three teams are different as are the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield is playing better ball. Talk about a balanced offense. They have it. Their defense is good. Miles Garrett gets after a quarterback. They make them uncomfortable. The Browns are a really good team. And I'm sorry to Browns Nation that I let you down and I didn't think that you guys could do it. And you got to believe if you got to believe. All that to say, and now here we are, and maybe that's because of what I've seen from the Steelers, but I, I honestly, I don't know how the Steelers remedy this situation with the schedule that they have got in front of them. The next two games for the Pittsburgh Steelers are no cakewalk. They have to face the Colts at home and then the Browns in Cleveland. I don't think they win either of those two games. So you're saying by default then that you have the Browns as the class of the AFC North? Correct. Is that kind of what you're saying That's, that, that is exactly what I'm saying. Well, you probably should apologize to, because to, you're not that good at apologies. Did you, did you cover apologizing to Baker Mayfield there? No, I that's don't, that's who you really you're going should apo- way too far. But I apologize to the fan base for not believing. That's but it. that's who you should probably. No, I don't do multiple apologies. I did one. Go. Now, now it's, this now, is go ahead. now that's it's it. really getting real on what life is like <laughs> in a corner household. That's I said a, it once, and that's it. Now not, that it, is enough. It's not a genuine apology. You owe a full on apology to Baker Mayfield. I do. Excuse it, me. You criticize Baker Mayfield more than I have. It was I who said to you, "Let Baker Mayfield come out here." And let Baker Mayfield ball in these next couple games, which has now been a stretch of four games, where I believe it's like 10 touchdowns to one interception. He's elevated himself way further past simply being a glorified game manager, but a true difference maker. said, let that happen. Watch these Browns take off with the running game, with what their defense is, especially up front. Let him do that, and you might have a franchise quarterback. At least they're going to commit to him like one. Do I think they should definitely do that? I don't know. 
But has Baker Mayfield turning this corner been huge to their push? Absolutely. And you, much like I, have had the questions about Baker Mayfield. So, Shay, I think the apology should really go to Baker Mayfield. No, but I will say this. Baker's last four games, he's a 70% completion rate. He's thrown for over 1,200 yards. He has 10 touchdowns and one, one interception. So I was right. So 10, 10 tutties, I mean, he's, one pick. He's on fire. He's playing really well. Does he deserve an apology at this point? No, but I will say I'm sorry for saying I didn't think the Browns would make the playoffs because of what's in front of them. Okay, so what do you think they can do the in the Steelers playoffs? The Steelers have Let's fallen go further. so you, far. Can they compete? Is this a team that can look the Chiefs in the eye? Because ultimately, I, this is how I break down uh, the AFC, the NFL, but let's stay with the AFC because that's where the Chiefs are. Okay, fine. I look at it and say, much like in the NBA, when I look at the West, who is built to beat LeBron James and the Lakers? Because it all goes through like your favorite quote with MJ. Still got to come through Still Chicago. Still got to come through Chicago. Still got to come through Chicago. Well, in the West and the NBA, as we brace ourselves to the start of the NBA season, so excited. We'll get to talk about that later on. It's still got to go to LeBron in the West. So it's still much like in the NBA, in the NFL, in the AFC, it's got to go through Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so who's going to be Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes? So I'm asking you, are the Browns, since you made this apology, are they a true threat to the Chiefs? No. I mean, yes and no. Do I think that the Browns could keep up with the Chiefs for a little while? Sure. Do I think they can beat the Chiefs? No. The team I think that could beat the Chiefs or has the best chance to would be the Bills because of their quarterback, their arm, their ability to put up points in a, in a quick amount of time. And they played them close, 26 And I think the Bills have a better defense than the Chiefs do, in fact. I think the Bills have a better defense than the Chiefs do. So the Bills could 100% beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense ain't one to to snuff yourself at. I don't know what I'm looking for. The word there is. I want to scoff at. Scoff at. Thank you very much. Chiefs' defense ain't one to scoff at lately. I think they don't get enough respect. I think the Browns may be one of those teams that you could say, yeah, I guess they could give the Chiefs a game. Come on. Well, here's the criteria. You can't truly blitz a guy like Patrick Mahomes because you see what his numbers are against the blitz. He thrives there. He welcomes that kind of pressure. Where you can get to him is applied pressure that is disguised as not blitzing, just guys getting after him. And then you have enough guys still back to make plays and coverage. That's what the Browns can do. The Browns have the ability to do that. The Colts have the ability to do that. That's where I was then, I want, then I want a team that can run the football and control some clock. The Browns can really do that. The Colts can do that with Jonathan Taylor behind that offensive line. So there's two points. Then I need a quarterback who has playmakers. Then go out there. If it's a game where you are going to, you know going in, you got to score at least 28 points. That's the number you got to hit with the Chiefs. Colts can do it. Browns now can do it with Baker Mayfield. I wanted so much to come in here, Shane, and talk about the Steelers as a team in the AFC that is built to beat Patrick Mahomes? Because that's how I look at this thing when we talk about the playoffs. Okay, you're in, but can you beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Because it's a team in the Chiefs that have won 22 out of their last 23. It's all about the Chiefs when you talk about the postseason. The Steelers showed me they cannot. Ben Roethlisberger's not the quarterback that everybody wants him to, to be and are going to go off his past history. They don't have a run game. Their defense is looking a little suspect, so they're out. So I am now looking at the Colts, the Browns, and give me somebody else in the AFC that you feel Easily like. Easily done. I will give you the Titans. Titans. You I knew okay. you were going to go to the you Titans. You went so long. I'm like, where's he going with this? Okay. I gave you two teams. What do you mean? Where you am I going? You gave me two teams, but you talked for so long. Give me the Titans. That's not, that's not nice. 
Oh, I'm sorry. That was rude. Okay. Look at it. I'm apologizing. I mean, that was rude, right? I'm apologizing. Are it's true that I was long is what you're saying? Yeah, you were long. Okay, so anyways, give me the Titans. I, you've been beating the Colts drum forever. We're just recently now trying to catch on with the Browns, okay? This is a new thing for everyone. Let's be clear, unless you reside in Cleveland. Everyone is now starting to see what the Browns are capable of. They, they haven't proved to blow good teams out of the water, okay? So let's not compare them to the Chiefs. However, what can the Titans do that can keep someone like Patrick Mahomes off the field. They can run the football with Derrick Henry. I mean, this is not rocket science here. Okay? They can run the football effectively. They have a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over, and he makes good decisions. They're good defensively at turning you over. They're not good on third down. They're not good total defense-wise. Fine. But they can turn you over defensively. And that could pose a problem for a quarterback that's constantly throwing the ball like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. And so when you look to a team who could compete with those two teams, give me the Titans. Give me the Titans. Give me King Henry. Give me Ryan Tannehill. Give me all of it. Vrabel, come on, go down the list. Give me the Titans. Hey, no one except me, and I'm going to toot this horn forever, picked the Titans to beat the Ravens last year in the playoffs. And what did they do? Not only beat the Ravens, they ran all over them, all over them. You're being quiet now because you, you wanted to let me talk because I told you you went long. Go on. I'm glad you acknowledge that. Because when you're rude doing. like that, Pouting. all I'm going to do is just let you have your way because I'm not going to get in the way of you. And if you want to draw upon 2019, that's great. But 2019 at this point, <laughs> having gone through, what, dang near all of 2020, <laughs> feels like that was 35 years ago. So I'm not really going to look at that. And when you want to talk about the Titans, that's cool. But you know how bad the Titans are in the red zone defensively. That's probably one of the only places where I look at Mahomes and that offense and say, can you make it six every time? Not just give points, but can you give me six? That's a spot where sometimes the Chiefs don't deliver like I'd want them to. Titans give you six once you're in the red zone. Just Titans defense says, here's six. Titans, that, that, that defense what are you talking is about? so vulnerable that I think if you're going to give me any of those upper echelon AFC teams – Yes, Derrick Henry, you make a valid point because a lot of this, like we've laid out, is about the run game. But you got to have a defense too. You got to have a team that can run the football, can score points, but also has a defense. Right. And the Titans don't have it. Fine. Titans give you six in the red zone. They give you third down conversions because they can never get stops there. And their total defense is just bad. Okay, Titans aren't built for it. Fine. I'll let you have that. I completely disagree. You can have the Colts. I'll have the Titans and we'll go down with this one. But here's what I will say. And here's something we can agree on. I think everyone has jumped off the Steelers bandwagon after three consecutive losses. And I think a lot of times people look to the media or to fans and they're like, they don't know what they're talking about. Relax. Calm down. Take a breath. It's one loss. It's two losses. It's now three losses and everyone kind of saw what was coming. You know what I mean? And so now you look at the Steelers and you're like, I have no idea where to go from here. Jordan, you think... Ben Roethlisberger should hang it up. It's all over. Without question. And I'm over here like, okay, settle down. Mike Tomlin's still the coach, and we've seen Ben Roethlisberger do some amazing things. And I think with a little bit of time, a little bit of preparation, a reset button. I Yes, I saw it. But I've... I'm a Bears fan. You want to talk about broken offenses? I've seen in my whole life. Hold okay? on, hold on. Y'all got a dub this past week with a I run also game. can see with it turn around, game. though, with the quickness. And I'm saying Big Ben and company can turn that thing around. Not and they going. could easily, if they looked how they looked like the Steelers earlier in the season, they could easily beat me. these next two me. teams. Look at me. No. No. Look, come on. Eye contact. No. No. <laughs> the Steelers, no. No. You don't believe that. 
Don't I don't know what friends of yours are listening in Pittsburgh, but look at me. No, <laughs> I don't. You think know I have that's not going to happen. Unfortunately, you know the Steelers aren't that team. <laughs> but another thing, going back to the Colts, because me and you have had this thing: Titans Colts all season long with that AFC South back and forth. You're Titans, I'm Colts. I do see a part of Patrick Mahomes where I say last five games six interceptions. It's not a gaudy number. But it doesn't feel like a Patrick Mahomes Not number. Not even a little bit. A- at all. But They're vulnerable. I, but then I look at the Colts' defense, third in the NFL in takeaways. And that's just another place where I say, hey, if you're going to knock off the top dog, they can't be on. The, they can't be at their best. they got to give you some opportunities. That could be a place where opportunities are given. Perhaps. I really like these Colts, and I can't believe it, but maybe the Browns too. Beginning Tuesday, January 5th, Mike Greenberg begins his show. Greeny immediately following Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio. Greeny will take you inside the stories of the day as only he can. Have the newsmakers you'd expect and interact with you every single day from Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin right into Greeny weekday mornings on ESPN Radio. All right, let's welcome in because the NBA does kick off tonight. We're going to welcome in Kirk Goldsberry, ESPN NBA analyst. Now on ESPN.com, LeBron James' savvy strategy to dominate at his age tonight. It's Lakers and Clippers. Coverage begins at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Kirk, I got to stay up late tonight. I'm going to be one tired lady tomorrow morning. Let me tell you that. All right. How has LeBron morphed, I guess I'll say, his game in these late stages of his career? It's been a quick turnaround from him from last season to this season. Well, first of all, I got my home. I just want to get on the right. But second of all, <laughs> it's a fair play, Kirk. We respect that. Hey, uh, LeBron is you know in his 18th season, and I think the the point of the piece on ESPN.com is simply to establish one thing: like we need to appreciate that this guy has played more basketball than just about any other superstar that any of us have ever seen. Maybe Kareem's got him. Maybe Carl Malone's got him. But in terms of Jordan in terms of bird, in terms of magic. This guy has played hundreds of more NBA games, thousands of more minutes. Um, and so that's where we really start the piece. But you asked how he's adapting. Uh, and long story short, he's slowing down a little bit on purpose. Uh, he, 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 his average speed on the court is actually reduced. That doesn't mean he's slower. That means he's picking his spots more often. Anybody who watched the bubble knows that this guy at age 35 um, was still arguably the best athlete on the court almost at all times. Um, so I think he's just picking his spots more, and he looks like he's going to be playing at a high level way deeper into his career uh, than any of his other sort of superstar cohort, um, and, and that's really amazing to me. Kirk, as you he weighed in and said, Patrick Mahomes is who you're going with on the NFL side. <laughs> it was a conversation we were having, saying in the NFL, it goes through Patrick Mahomes and that AFC in the NBA, it goes through LeBron in that in that Western Conference. Uh, with that being said, staying in the West, who is the biggest competitor to LeBron James and those Lakers this season? It's the Clippers. I mean, they have the most talent. Uh, they have a guy who has beaten LeBron before, a guy who's a two-time Finals MVP in Kawhi Leonard. Uh, <clears throat> I think they have a chip on their shoulder now, too. I think they came out last year. Uh, and they sort of fizzled out in the bubble. And uh, either this year they're going to come back with a chip on our shoulder and really play hard, or they're going to reveal themselves to not be that serious of a contender. But that said, I think they're number one, but they're not alone. The Nuggets obviously are a problem. Uh, let's not forget that they got to the Western Conference Finals last year. They're still a young team. Jamal Murray is only going to get better this year. Jokic obviously is a great player. Uh, and then 
you know, I would throw a wild card team or two in there too. Houston could coalesce amidst all the crisis there. Wow. Uh, and Dallas. And Dallas, I think, could could take a step. But I think the obvious answer to your question is the LA Clippers. Talking to Kirk Goldsberry, ESPN NBA analyst. Okay, so let's go to the other side. Let's go to the East. Um, what do you expect to see from the Nets tonight? There's been some drama that has been going on in Brooklyn off the court and leading up to the no start way. of the season. I mean, I know we can't all believe it, but it's true. So what do we expect to see from the Nets tonight? I think we get we we, we, we we expect to see a reminder of how great Kevin Durant, the basketball player, is. I think some of us have forgotten that, either because he's been hurt for so long or he was sort of buried in this Warriors dynasty for a few years before that. But this guy, remember, if it weren't for LeBron, would clearly be the best player in the NBA for the 2010s. Uh, he is an amazing player. He's become an amazing two-way player, but let's start with his offense. The guy is arguably the best scorer in the world. Um, and all eyes will be on him to see if he's 90, 95% of himself, 100% of himself, because if he is anywhere near what, what he was before his injury, uh, this guy immediately becomes an MVP candidate and propels the Nets to contender status. Um, if he's a little slow or if there's some, there's some rust there, which we haven't seen in the preseason, maybe that's a different story, but I expect to see the world being Kevin Durant. Uh, and being reminded of how dominant this guy is and that the Nets are for real because of it. So since we're kind of waiting in the waters of drama here, I'm going to take it back to the Clippers. We saw how they finished last season. Kirk, I'm aware you said they're the best contender in the West to the Lakers, uh, but this there's this talk about Coach Lou using triangle offense to best serve some of the needs and, and skill set of a guy like Kawhi. That's intriguing to me. What is equally intriguing, or more so, is the fact that Kawhi's declining the player option, which says to me, I saw how it went down last year. I'm not quite sold on what it is this year. Maybe Paul George I'm not even sold on as my right-hand man. Do you see any fractures potentially within that locker room, uh, much like we heard of last season towards the end when it was all said and done? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I think if there's a red flag here, it's leadership. Um, they have a new coach, so they don't, have a, they don't have an established leader at the coaching spot. And on the roster, there was some diciness, as we alluded to, with Paul George, uh, with Kawhi Leonard last year in the bubble, uh, not exactly rising to the occasion. Um, this is a team that, if it all goes well, they should be great, but there's a lot of chances it might not go well. Uh, you mentioned the triangle offense. I think the biggest way this falls apart is if these guys just don't love each other. They don't come together. Um, they don't have that leadership on the floor. And Kawhi Leonard is a lot of things. He's probably the most complete basketball player in the league in some ways, but he doesn't have that leadership element. Uh, and if it starts to go south, yeah, he can leave next year. He declined that player option, which I think was a smart business decision, but it's also a pretty savvy free agency decision. If he doesn't like what he sees on the court this year, uh, he has leverage to get out of there. Um, so I do think I do think you're exactly right. There are some red flags in the Clippers organization. I would say the biggest one is leadership on the court and, and on the bench. Um, but then will these guys coalesce into something greater than the sum of these random parts? They didn't do that last year when it mattered most. All right, Kirk Goldsberry, thanks so much for the time. ESPN NBA analyst again now on ESPN.com. LeBron James' savvy strategy to dominate at his age. And tonight it's Lakers Clippers. Coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Thanks, Kirk, for the time. Enjoy the NBA thanks. tonight. Happy holidays. I got my homes. I got my homes. <laughs> <laughs> noted. Duly noted. 
Um, I can't believe. I'm going to be on the right side of history with that one. Yeah, he is. I can't believe the NBA is back already. I can't. LeBron can't either, Shay. You guys share a similar sentiment there in that regard. And tonight, the Clippers-Lakers game tips off at 10 Eastern. Everybody's keenly aware that you're not happy that it's a late start today. so tired. It's West Coast basketball. That's how this thing goes. Think you're tired. I got to put my big girl pants on. Try being LeBron James. That man is tired. You're gonna have to try yeah, LeBron out James makes so much more money than you and I combined. No offense. Stop reminding me that I don't make the money of the <laughs> so athletes that you cover. He can be tired, but I, I don't want to be. Doing the best I can. I mean, I'm, I'm saying yes to every gig <laughs> the ESPN gives me. I'm filling in wherever I can. I'm doing whatever I can to make you some money. Here. I, I'm I trying. Don't, don't show everything on the sausages, man. All right, so which quarterback <laughs> is currently wearing green that will be worth more money going forward? We're talking about money still? <laughs> Keep working, Jordan. Chishon, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Oh, the Jets. I don't know what to say about the Jets anymore. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. I'm Shay Cornette. He is Jordan Cornette. Thanks for being with us these next couple of days. We are holding it down for the three fellas, and we are happy to be doing so. Happy holidays to everybody. Okay, so the Jets go out and they they win a football game. I'm so used to saying losing. They go out and win a football game against the they Rams lost. over the weekend. They actually lost. They won, but they actually lost because now they no longer have the number one pick in the NFL draft, which we all assumed they would take Trevor Lawrence. They would change up their coaching staff and things would just be changed in New York forever and hopefully be on the up and up. Well, now the Jacksonville Jags have the number one overall pick because of scheduling and strength of schedule for now. That is true. Um, And so the question is, what do you do if you are the Jets? And even further than that, what do you do at the quarterback position with Sam Darnold in that same vein? The Philadelphia Eagles are in a a predicament with their quarterback situation. There have now been reports that come out that say Carson Wentz is unhappy if he has to be the second-tier quarterback in that system. Obviously, Jalen Hurts is playing really good ball at the moment. He has an enormous contract. And so what do you do with Carson Wentz going forward? So the question I ask you, Jay, is at this point, if you're looking at Sam Darnold and you're looking at Carson Wentz, and hey, Carson Wentz could end up playing for the Jets, but that's for a later conversation, who would you rather build your team around? Who do you have more trust in becoming a better QB in the future? Would it be Sam Darnold or would it be Carson Wentz? Look, I, I get it. Sam Darnold, nothing has been done for Sam Darnold in his three seasons to show what he can be in this league. We saw it at USC. I, I go back to this every time I analyze him. He had Juju Smith-Schuster. He had Ronald Jones. He had those two guys at the skill positions while he was a Trojan in college. He had better skill guys in college than he did in the pros. You can never say that about anybody, although you're probably about to say it with Trevor Lawrence when he gets to the league, whether it's Jacksonville or New York for him. But when I look at it, you have to go with Carson Wentz. Because yes, Sam Darnold has not had any 
legitimate opportunity to be good in this league, but special talents can still show you that, hey, I'm still special enough. We've had very small moments, peeks into Sam Darnold that say, this can be a top-tier guy. Situation aside, we haven't seen anything to go, this guy is any different from Josh Rosen, who is a complete non-factor in this league at this point. What we have seen with Carson Wentz, though, is a very capable quarterback, an MVP caliber talent in this league. Carson Wentz has shown that he can play great football. This year has completely ruined the confidence of Carson Wentz. It has put him in a spot. He's been bumped back so many spots where the questions now become, can he even be a player in this league? You don't go from being an MVP caliber talent to a guy who can't fit somewhere in the league. I just don't see that happening. Carson Wentz needs to change the scenery. Carson Wentz should be welcome to a handful of these franchises that don't have a solution at quarterback and are in position to still be really good. You can look at the Colts when Phillip Rivers is done after this year, doing the one-year service that he was asked to give them. Probably can't repeat it next year. Carson fits there. In Chicago, Carson fits there. With the Jets, where Sam Darnold is, Carson fits there. I don't know a place where I'm confident saying, Give me Sam Darnold and we'll be good. But I can't say that about Carson Wentz, so I'm going Wentz. So why can't Sam Darnold be in that same category of a change of scenery and a new coaching staff would make he him could, better? He could. He could, but I haven't seen elite Sam Darnold. I've Fine. seen elite Carson Wentz. Fine. And if you've seen it, you're more inclined, comfortable and inclined to go that route. Fine. Fine. Here's what I'll say. I don't want to use the excuse that you don't have weapons around you and that's why you're struggling. Look For at Sam Joe, Darnold? Look at, yes. Look at Joe Burrow, okay? Joe Burrow does not have the cream of the crop in Cincinnati right now. Neither did Ryan Finley. And Cincinnati is He had is better still, skilled players. He had a lot better skilled players than Sam Darnold. A lot better. How many wins does Cincinnati have, Jordan? Come on. Cincinnati is not a good football team, but yet you still saw flashes of greatness from a player like Joe Burrow yeah. without the weapons around him, okay? Yeah. Come on, the guy barely had a run game. Joe Mixon was hurt for half those games. My point being is that while I think a change of scenery is always a second kind of life for any, you can name the sport, any player. It could be baseball, basketball, football. I think changing the scenery helps. But I will say this. Both of these quarterbacks are liabilities. Carson Wentz has got a lot of money coming his way. However you shake it out, if you move him, if you keep him, if you build around him, if you bench him, I don't care. I think he could be worth that money somewhere else. It's a lot of money for a quarterback you haven't seen perform in the postseason at a high level. It's a lot of money. uh, That's that's fair. A lot of these guys get paid off of not showing anything in the postseason. Sure. But it's I, what he showed in the regular season that people would argue why he's not worth that $109 million. Exactly my point. Like, if you're going to pay a guy that much money or you're going to take on a contract for that much money, you better be helping my team well, get to the happens- playoffs. And you better have some durability. And that is the further problem with both of these quarterbacks. Durability. Yeah. Sam Darnold is constantly hurt. And yeah. I'm, I look, that's not all his fault, but it's true. Carson Wentz has shown durability issues late in the season managed, as well. He's managed Carson Wentz has managed to stay healthy while he's been brutalized this whole season. Which which is insane. What do I to do, me. Shay, when we argue? What do I need to do when we are arguing? I ask you what? I don't know. You, you ask me a lot if of I things. Can, if I can leave the room. I want to leave oh. the room. I want to clear my I head. need a minute. I just want to get away. <laughs> That's what you say to me. I just, Let's want, to, I, I just want to get away. Thanks for failing that test right there. We <laughs> promise we're married. <laughs> I like to leave the I like to leave the room. When I leave the room, I come back. It's much more productive. True. It's the same thing here with Carson Wentz. People have seen too much ugly Carson Wentz this year, and I get it. 
But Carson Wentz is literally fearing for his life because he's been sacked more than anybody in the league. He is fearing for his life when he drops back. He's caved oh, to all please. the he's caved to all the pressure there. I know these are excuses. I'm aware, <laughs> but they're excuses that if he was coming to my team, if I was a fan of that team and we needed a quarterback, I could, I could, I, I could mitigate what I've seen and understand and make the compromise and understand that I'm aware this guy can be good again. And so it's an excuse, yes, but it's what I believe. Carson Wentz, if put around the proper pieces, can be great. And I think Dan Orlovsky said something uh, in this, made this somewhat of a metaphor. I'm going to change it to make it my own. But he made a comparison to basketball. And there's guys in a league that you give them a basketball, you roll it out there and say, make something happen for our team, and they do. I played with a lot of guys, and I was the guy who could set the screens to open them up. They need to come off a double screen. They need to come off with momentum, right foot, left foot, get those feet set square, shoulders to the hoop, and they're knocking down 50% of their threes. That's elite. Carson Wentz maybe is a guy that you can't give him the basketball like Joe Burrow and say, go out there and just win the game with the basketball. Feel the double teams, triple teams, but get me a bucket. But Carson Wentz is the guy who comes off that double screen, gets a feet set, knocks down a shot. Give him an offensive line who can protect him and keep him upright so he has the confidence to trust himself in the pocket. Give him playmakers and maybe a run game. Not all three, but give him at least two of the three, and he can do it. What quarterback couldn't do it with that? I mean, A you, lot of them. Hey, There's a lot of I them, I just Shay. saw Nick Foles, who was Wentz's backup for a long time, go to Whoa. Chicago and look like a complete statue and look like, I'm sorry, a he, subpar quarterback. You're my but point. when he was in Philadelphia and he had a good run game and he had an offensive line and he had weapons and the coaching staff knew everything in and out about him, he was successful. So, Shay, what are the Colts? What are the Colts? What are the Colts? The Colts have a running attack. They have an offensive line. They have a great defense. You're telling me if the Colts could take Frank Reich and put him partner back with Carson Wentz in Indianapolis, that they couldn't go on and now, be the team on. in the AFC South for years Colts, to come? So now you're going to get rid of Phillip Rivers. Phillip you're going to insert Carson Father Wentz. Time's going to catch up with him next year. If you can seamlessly bring in a guy like that, it's a clean cut with Phillip Rivers. You bring in Carson Wentz to the Colts next year, you've got those double screens set up for him to come off the curl screen and shoot fifty percent from three. A lot of screens. That's where Carson Wentz can come in next year. Do it. Do it. But it's a lot of money to take on for a risk. Is it's the risk worth is, it. is is the risk worth the reward in terms of spending that kind of money? Especially if they cut the salary cap down. Like that's a lot to ask, is all I'm saying. Do I think Sam Darnold is some amazing talent? Have I seen that? No, I haven't seen that. And quite frankly, no one has. I don't care if you've watched every down and you're a Jets fan. No one has. But let's just be honest. Both of these quarterbacks are in similar situations in the fact that they need a change of scenery. They need a new coaching staff. Things aren't going the way they want. There's probably going to be another quarterback in town next year. I get it. But Sam Darnold's a lot less money. So yeah, that's true. So which one are you, which one are you taking, Sam Darnold? You got to pay Sam Darnold at some point. At rookie, some once, point. No, once the rookie contract ends in a year, you're going to have to pay him. Well, whatever. You have a year of, of an example. At least you have a year under your belt to see what he can well, do. You, but you didn't set it up with the situational side to this. You just said, which quarterback do you think could have a brighter future? That's what you asked. And I still don't know which one you believe in. Which know, one do you I believe in? Because I haven't given you a firm answer. That's why. Because <laughs> I'm going back and forth. Um, I would, I'd probably say Carson Wentz. <laughs> I'd probably say Unbelievable. Carson. But, but but I don't feel comfortable saying that, which is why I didn't say it from the jump. But this is why there's always a concern with these quarterbacks coming out like a Trevor Lawrence. And it's not going to happen with Trevor Lawrence. He's going to just go to whatever team. 
But that's why you've had these situations with a guy like Peyton Manning who said, nah, I think I'm going to go back to Tennessee for another year before I come out. That's why Eli Manning said, no, I'm not going to play here in San Diego. It's why these things happen because a quarterback can be ruined if they come in, no matter how talented they are, if it's an organization that sets them up to fail. Because now the conversation, unfortunately, about Sam Darnold is, can he even play in this league? And he may be great. I know. We just don't know because he's been buried with the Jets. And in that same vein, there's also now the caveat of playing a quarterback that much money when they haven't shown or proven it or, or won a Super Bowl. And you're seeing that now with Baker Mayfield. Is he going to get paid? I don't know that I'd pay Baker Mayfield just because he's had four good games. Give me a break. You don't want him to turn into the next Carson Wentz. We are Keyshawn, J. J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Shea Pepler, Cornette, Jordan Cornette filling in. Question is, Cam Newton says his season in New England is a total job interview. So we ask, would you hire him? This was a job interview. At this point, given what you've seen, would you hire him? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Army replaces Tennessee in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl on December 31st at 4 p.m. on ESPN. Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt and multiple players and coaches tested positive for COVID-19 on Sunday. So Army, despite a 9-1 record, hadn't received an initial bowl bid, bowl bid, but will replace the Vols in the game. Here's Jeff Munkin on what it means for the team to be able to play one more game this season. They, they were desperate for an opportunity to play one more time. And, and to give these seniors an opportunity to play in a bowl game their last year, this senior class has meant so much to, to our team this season. They've led this team. It's the best senior class I've ever been a part of. Amadeo West is the most dynamic leader I've ever coached. And, and to give these guys an opportunity to play one more time, we're playing a very talented West Virginia team. I mean, we're, 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 not, a, we're, not, a, we're not a talented team. We're just – we got some good players. We're just a bunch of guys that like to play football. And Okay, so West Point is going to face West Virginia. Nine and one record Army has. Like, I remember a year ago when there were teams that were like six and five playing in the You don't have to games. go too far back to remember that. That's happening right now. That was part of the outrage so with this on. Army team. But you know what else is refreshing? It's a team in the Army that want – to be playing in a bowl game, right. and for good reason, there are programs that don't I don't fault them for that at all. 
but it is refreshing. This is one that says, give us an opportunity. We want to keep playing. That should be welcomed in this era when there's a lot of teams out there that are saying, we're good for good reason, but they should welcome in Army. I'm glad they got this right. All right, how about Cam Newton? Would you hire Cam Newton based on his, quote, job interview and potentially playing Stidham? Bill Belichick said, we'll see. Here's Cam Newton on it still being a job interview in New England. I'm going to leave it up to, you know, the people who I've, I've been leaving it up to since day one. I'm not going to get caught up into it nor feed into, you know, that, you know, knowing that I'm still on a job interview, to be honest with you. And, you know, it's my job to, you know, put the best version of me on film. And that's what I plan on doing. And we thank the Greg Hill Show, WEEI, for that clip. Okay, it, this at this point, I think, is out of Cam Newton's hands. I mean, it is what it is. I have strong feelings about Cam Newton, but I'll let you have the floor first on this. Would you hire Cam Newton as your quarterback, considering he says this past year was his job interview? You've had job interviews before. I've had job interviews before. Mm-hmm. I think you know when you walk out of it if he stuck the landing or if you struggled with the job interview and you probably ain't getting a call back. Cam Newton is the latter. And, and this is tough for me to say because I am a Cam Newton stand till the end. But if I'm going to talk about Drew Brees and say his best football is behind him clearly and he probably shouldn't play next year, um, and if I'm thinking the same thing about Ben Roethlisberger, at least in the current spots they are at, I am definitely going to say the same about Cam Newton. He doesn't have the ability to do it with his legs like he used to. Uh, he can't throw the football downfield like he used to. So the explosiveness is completely gone. They've tried their hardest to hide it there with Coach Belichick and the Patriots to get them to a place where it took up until last week for them to be eliminated from the playoffs. Cam Newton doesn't have it anymore. And and there's going to be some intriguing options out there for Bill Belichick and this Patriots team come next season that they need to put all their focus into going a different route. Phillip Rivers, in the one year, because I think that's all it should be in Indianapolis, worked. The, The Patriots were hoping to get the same thing with Cam Newton. It did not work. They need to start focusing on another way to do this because bringing Cam Newton back for another year, using a whole offseason to get right, it's not going to work. This was a job interview. They took the best swing possible. It didn't work. Go another route. All right, Shay and Jordan Cornette filling in. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Here's what I will say about Cam Newton, and while it didn't quite translate on the field, Cam Newton showed me something I didn't think I was going to see. Heading into this experiment is what I'm going to call it instead of a job interview. I was in the camp of thinking Cam Newton's never going to work in New England because why? He's a diva. He wants to be the center of attention. That's what he was in Carolina, and that's why it didn't work out in Carolina. But he wasn't that and he's in gonna, Carolina. And he's not going to be durable because he's coming off all these injuries, and we don't know what we're going to get. Let me tell you what Cam Newton was not. He adapted to the Patriot way, kept his mouth shut. He didn't give too much to the media. He was in no way a diva. He was always holding himself accountable up until this, up until yesterday when he spoke to the media. Always, always listening to the coaching staff. The players around him absolutely love him. He in no way caused any harm in terms of his personality being too big in New England. And him and Bill Belichick, supposedly, I'm not in those meetings, but get along swimmingly. You know what else? Cam Newton sat on that bench multiple times late in games because he wasn't playing well, and he did it with ease. And he sat down, watched, learned, took accountability, and moved forward. You never heard a peep out of him. So from all the angles that we heard heading into the season, how this wasn't going to work out, I give Cam Newton props because he completely changed the narrative as what kind of quarterback he is. And on top of that, he did stay healthy the entire season. Now, In terms of what happened on the field, 
Sure. Did he turn the ball over too many times? Yeah. Were there some games where he clearly looked lost and he's not accustomed to what's going on in New England? Sure. But if they want to go in on Cam Newton, they can. They want to move forward with him, they can. But Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, they need to change completely how they're going to run that offense. Similar to what they did in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, and they need to tailor it to what Cam Newton does best, and that's running the football more. That's just is what it is. So if you're going to do that and you're going to move forward with Cam Newton, because I think he still is a viable quarterback option, especially given the things that he has shown us this year, you've got to adjust a little bit more to what works with him in a year two system of him knowing what's going on in New England a little bit better and give him some weapons, please. Yeah, I mean, look, it was set up for him to fail. But as I listen to you describe Cam Newton there, all I could go back to and think about is when you talk about the low bar you set there and what you said with Cam is, he was a good teammate. He was good in press conferences. He put on a good face on the bench, but you never talked about on the field. It makes me think of the compliment I never get from you. Back in the day, long time ago, we used to have date nights what? before this COVID era, and I'd get dressed up. I'd come down the stairs, be ready to rock. I'd be like, I got my best fit on. Here we go. You say, you look nice. You look cute. I'm like, can I get hot for once? I'm really trying really hard. Can I get the elevated compliment? That's how you're talking about Cam Newton here. You're not calling Cam Newton hot on the field like the play out there. You're talking about it's cute. He's doing all the right things. Be nice. That's not what it's about. And it's certainly not what it's about with the franchise that talks about the postseason and having burst their 11 straight seasons being snapped. They don't care how nice you are and how team player you are at the quarterback position. Tom Brady was the guy that Cam Newton filled in for. And yes, the setup there was not fair to him. They're going to get instantly better with their opt-outs coming back. They have options now. You know who Bill Belichick could go maybe get? The guy that he always wanted to begin with, he never wanted to say goodbye to, Jimmy G. Oh, what if you go get Jimmy G? What about Sam Darnold? What about Carson Wentz? What about Marcus Mariota? What about Derek Carr? Marcus Mariota. Oh, you think that's an upgrade from Cam Newton? 100% it is. Jordan. 100% it is. And I'm saying that's the lower of all those suggestions. My point is there are options out there. All right, which quarterback do we trust in the playoffs? That's not named Patrick Mahomes. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com.